Welcome to another Tabletop Ramble, I'm your host Jacko. On this week's show, I've tasked the team trying to find the best possible Christmas presents. Plus, we have the usual Kickstarter kick around, where this week we're taking a look at the Steve Rhodes collection and Pew Pew Bounty Hunters. But before all that, here's this week's Tabletop Gaming News. Publishing have just released the last cyclade, which is the second part of the Mercy of the Icons, which is a part of the campaign for Coriolis, the Third Horizon. The Coriolis RPG is extremely rich in theme and depth of characters, is set in a sci-fi world, the artwork once again is stunning, it's going to add even more depth to the Coriolis universe, so you'll be able to have extensive background information for the Games Master. There's a mission generator table that let you tailor the campaign and create your own adventures. In this year is also The Children of the Future, Fork Tongues, Curse of Rusar, and The Fire of Icons, which are going to be four new adventure landscapes. There's also In the Shadow of the Zenith, which is a race against time where characters return to Coriolis and find themselves at the heart of the horizon's escalating conflict. So there's going to be so much more that's going to be flushed out in the Coriolis universe. Definitely worthwhile checking out if you're a fan of that. Horrible Guild have recently released Unicorn Fever. This is a tactical betting game for 2-6 to players where you exploit unwitting unicorns and their mindless desire to run on rainbows for profit and glory of course. This is following a successful Kickstarter campaign that happened last year and there's also a Royal Hooves expansion that's also out now. So this looks really interesting. Reminds me a little bit of Camel Up. Um, the theme should definitely attract uh, quite a few different sorts of people. Myself, like many other households, might well have a cheeky little chappy that's appeared from the North Pole to keep an eye on the little ones. And he likes to play tricks and uh, yeah, sometimes even bring treats. He's a little elf on the shelf, of course. Now, award-winning board game designer Rachel Lowe has partnered with a Lewin Seller company to bring us an elf on the shelf board game. This is designed as a family-friendly game where players take it in turns to use the spinner and determine a naughty or nice fate, as well as facing challenges along the way, including snowball fights and maybe could go to get an extra candy cane. The player with the most candy canes wins the game, Looks a pretty simple game, but one that Littlands might well enjoy at this time of year. The Koyo Store has landed itself a massive contract with Games Workshop to launch a Warhammer 40k collectibles range. And this is going to be a global contract, so it's going to be making things like pin badges and other sort of paraphernalia that's all related to 40k. Games Workshop are just the latest company that have joined forces with Koyo. They also have on their accounts Ubisoft... Capcom, HBO, so things like Game of Thrones, and they do Dragon Ball Z, so they, they really are up and coming, and they're attracting some big, big players to their range. So I know it's only loosely board game related, but still, if you're a 40k player, you might well be interested. As we're coming up to Christmas, guys, we thought we'd try something a little bit special this week. We've had so many people asking us for recommendations for games that would make suitable different types of Christmas presents. Now, what I thought it would be fun to do is to throw it out to the whole team, and I've actually set them all a bit of a challenge. So the challenge is that we all have to come up with a game that we would recommend for a suitable stocking filler that costs less than £7. 
We've got to come up with a secret Santa that costs less than £15. A nice size present for a friend or family member that costs less than £25. And then we were allowed a wild card where everybody's allowed to pick their own dream present that they would love to find under the Christmas tree for themselves. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce the first one of our team and we're going to go with uh, Rob. What you got, Rob? Season's greetings, Jack, and all you tabletop ramblers out there. Yes, it's that time of year, the uh, premium gifting season, when we think of things to get for each other and uh, think of things that other people can get us. Uh, not that it's mercenary or anything like that. So, um, stocking fillers, what do you get for the game who has everything? Right, probably not another game. So, I, I had a scratch in my head for this because if you're getting something for under £7, what could you possibly get? And I thought, well, I'd like it anyway. So, I thought. How about an electronic dice? What is an electronic dice, you, I hear you ask, possibly? Um, so what it is, it's a little kit. You build it, and you press the button, and it squirrels all these lights, and then it comes up with a, a number of lights, one to six. It's about a fiver. Silly, fun, you might not use it again, but it's something to build and something to lose on Christmas Day, and it definitely didn't come out of a Christmas cracker. So, that's my stocking fill, electronic dice. Second, my secret Santa, under £15. Ooh, right, I had a little think about this, and I was thinking of Design Town, but I realised it's quite hard to get Design Town, but then I thought, there's just one secret Santa game you could get. And that's just one. If you haven't come across just one at all it, uh, before, it's it's a great little game. It's a party game, and it's kind of cooperative party game, which is unusual, uh, and it it definitely has that pile of feel to it. So what you do is one person, one person has to guess a word or a phrase from the clues given by the rest of the group, and the group can only give just one word yeah seems so uh, simple so far okay well there is a bit of a problem there's 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 a bit of a catch there's always a bit of a catch if two or more people put the same word that word is removed from the game say for instance you uh, the, the the phrase you were looking at was super mario and a couple of people put plumber. Plumber would be removed. So what you've got to do is you've got to think of a word that's going to describe that phrase or word or whatever without being too obvious. And then you've got to try and not be too not not obvious because the person's got to guess it. You play this until you've got um, I, I think 20 or something like that or you can play it until you get 20 or until you run out of time. It's entirely up to you. But it's, it's fun, it's silly, it, it gets people talking, and uh, it certainly beats Monopoly. Now, about a game for uh, a loved one, uh, around the £25 mark. Mm, it's a bit tricky. Um, because all, all my £25 ones go over. So... I'm going to cheat a bit here. I do get to cheat once, don't I, Jacko? Cool, cool, cool. He hasn't said anything. What I'd suggest is, if you're going to get a game for anyone, I would get Space Base. I cannot praise this game enough. Because it's really simple to pick up. It's really fun to play. It's really bright and colourful. You can have up to five people playing from the base game. And the really good thing is it that there's very little or to no downtime at all. What happens is uh, one person takes uh, takes the dice, rolls two dice, and can decide to add together the dice to activate a high up slot. Say, for instance, if you've rolled a double six, you might want to activate the spaceship in your twelve slot, which will give you something, or you might want to split the dice. If you get a 3 and a 4, you want to activate the spaceships on your 3 and 4 slot, which could end up giving you more. 
It's very difficult to explain without actually pointing at it and saying this is what the game looks like. But the really good thing is, you build up gold, you buy new ships to go in new slots. So far so good. But what happens to the old ship is it turns upside down, flips under your board, and will now be activated when someone else rolls that number. <laughs> so what you're doing is, not only are you playing your own game, but you're watching everyone else's game because you can gain stuff when they're playing. That's why I really like it, because there's almost no downtime at all. Once you've got a few ships in place, you're looking at seeing what other people are getting, you're looking at seeing what you're getting, and it sort of slowly builds, 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 builds. It's, um, yeah, it's an engine builder, and it's a whole lot of fun. So, and it's a bit more than £25, but not much more than £25, and surely if it's a loved one, then you're going to push the boat out a bit. Finally, oh, what do I want to see under the tree this Christmas? Uh, well, I think I want to see under the tree this Christmas what a lot of people want to see under the tree this Christmas, and this is being able to go back and play again. I miss you guys. I miss. Uh, I, I never thought I would, but uh, it appears I miss people. So, under the tree this Christmas, I'd like to be able to play again. Lots of people meet in pubs, get the board games out, and have a good time. And that's about it, really. So, um, depending on when this goes out, or hopefully it goes out before Christmas. But if I don't speak to you or see you beforehand, have a merry Christmas, and. I hope an incredibly happier new year than last one. Goodness, I hope this ages well. Alright. See you later. Bye. Nice one. Cheers, Rob. And yes, you are a massive cheat. I'm going to have to unfortunately pull you up on two things. The first one is that just one was going to be one of my ideas. So you've really screwed me over. So that's not a good start then you go over with space base oh my goodness rules are rules man what are you doing you cheat but because your last one was such a nice sentiment then all's forgiven next up we got our rpg guru himself it's mr adam boys what you got adam so these are my role-playing game recommendations for Christmas and the challenge was to find a stocking filler for under £7 and I've come well under budget here and it's one of my favourite role-playing games of the year. It's called Sigils in the Dark um, and it's labelled as a single-player journaling game and you can find that over on itch.io and it's by Kurt Potts. Now, this is a, a solo game. And what I really enjoyed about this was that it... Well, you can play it in many ways, but in what I liked is that it, at the end of playing it, you've got this evil wizard's journal that you can tear pages out, you can uh, give the whole book to your players of other games. So let's say you're playing a game, you're a dungeon master for a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and your players have stumbled across uh, a page of an evil wizard's journal that you've produced while playing another game. It's absolutely fantastic. So what you do in this game is that you um, build these spells and you scribble them down in your journal. It teaches you how to do this. But what happens is that these, these spells get more diabolical as you as you go along and you've got to explain um, within the, the the symbols these sigils that you're drawing in your journal who the target is what the spell's supposed to do and what results are going to come at, from it but there's always a price to pay and as you fill out the journal um this these these the price you pay gets harder and harder um and eventually um it either brings about your demise or you may have turned um, into the very evil that you were set out to vanquish yourself right at the beginning. So an absolutely uh, fantastic, fun game that you don't need to spend much time on per day. You know, if you're busy 
um, and don't have much time to do role-playing games, um, which is often the case for me. Um, I found a little game like this absolutely perfect to just scratch that itch of wanting to do a bit of role-playing. Um, and there is a hack out there. I don't We'll have to uh, put a disclaimer here. It's it's me. I love this game so much. I reached out to uh, Kurt and said, look, can I do a cyberpunk version of this game? I loved it so much. So um, a disclaimer there that there is a cyberpunk version out there um, called Hacks in the Dark rather than Sigils in the Dark, where you play as a hacker, but very similar concept, but you're designing your hacks that you're going to send out and infiltrate the evil corporation that you're trying to take down. This comes in at only £2.23, so I'm well under budget. So you could probably get both games that I've just mentioned for you for your £5 stocking filler there. The next game that I'm going to recommend for my Secret Santa category of under £15 has got to be The Wretched. This has been, um, again, one of my favourite games of the year and, and maybe a symptom of the year we're going through is another solo game um, finding myself in isolation um, the wretched just seemed to fit perfectly and this is a game that the author Chris Bissett and again you can get this on itch.io and this is coming in at £11.18 so again under budget there and yeah, Chris, the author of this game, describes it as um, imagine you're on, uh, it's the end of the alien film. You've just jettisoned the alien out of your ship and you're all alone drifting through space. And what you do with this game is you have a Jenga tower that represents the, the state of your mind. It represents the state of the ship. It's deteriorating. It represents the environment, all the things going wrong. And each day of the game and in real life, I mean, you can play more than one day um, in a day. <laughs> but uh, how I played it, I did a, a journal entry each day. And what you do, you draw some cards and, and each card from a, a normal poker deck. Well, actually, you roll a dice and that number, let's say a roll of five. Then you flip five cards from your deck of cards. Um, poker cards and they are linked to something that's happened to you during that day and then you've got to um, create a journal explaining what's happened to you. I did a video one but some people do audio ones or just write them down on a blog or in a journal and that's the role playing element and the prompts um, so there's 52 prompts within the game um, are absolutely fantastic at getting your imagination going and I was immersed after the first uh, first day of this. I felt I was on that ship. I felt that the alien was clambering outside the ship trying to get at me. Um, I was trying to survive, scrape together food, build my defences, fix the antenna, trying to call out for help. Real feeling of being alone out in space, which kind of fit with how I was feeling at the time. Now the real tension comes when it's time to pluck a block from the Jenga tower, this may happen because uh, the alien has made it on board or your ship's engines have failed or you've been struck by a meteor, all sorts of different uh, reasons you might be plucking something from the, the Jenga tower. But as the days go by and you get this feeling that your situation is getting worse and worse and the Jenga tower starts to look really ropey and you you know i i really felt this was my ship um, my mental state about to collapse it's it's quite nerve-wracking at times if you get this game over on itch.io um for the price i quoted you also get a soundtrack that chris produced of uh, an electronic synth uh john carpenter type soundtrack that really adds to the atmosphere um, you can play this uh, the music while you're, you're playing the game or add it to your audio journals or your video journals like I did and really added to the atmosphere of being lost in space. Another thing I really like about this game is that Chris um, released an SRD for it um, and encouraged people to hack it and create their own games. And if you go over onto itch.io, uh, if you like this game, there are dozens and dozens of hacks 
uh, of it in a variety of different genres, um, from floating away on a boat, uh, on a raft, to being trapped on Mars, to being hunted down like a slasher movie, um, to being sealed in a library while barbarians try to um, break it open and burn your books. There are so many imaginative ways that people have hacked this game. So, um, yeah, one of my favourite games of the year. Loved it. And the replayability um, of, of all the different hacks has just been fantastically entertaining throughout this year for me. Now, my final recommendation that comes in for the under £25 um, is the role-playing game Murkborg. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Uh, by Free League. If you go over to freealegan.se or just type uh, search Morkborg, M-O-R-K-B-O-R-G. But you've probably heard of it. This won uh, gold at the Ennies this year. It got product of the year gold, best layout and design of the year gold, uh, best writing gold, and got silver for the best game. And, and it is an absolutely gorgeous book. I mean, this is uh, an audio podcast, but if this was a video, I'd be showing you the just stunning book. Um, there are not many books on my shelf that are as beautiful, but uh, nightmarish as Mock Bog. This is a um, role-playing game set in a grim, dark fantasy the sun doesn't come up anymore, everything's dark, um, skeletons, zombies, all sorts of horrible beasts roam the earth, even the heroes are not really heroes, they're horrible, deformed characters um, that are just trying to survive, Might tend to do dastardly deeds to, to survive, try to, well it depends on how your GM plays out this game, um, you know, perhaps trying to do good things in a very, very bad world is my experience. Uh, I was played as a wizard whose spell went terribly wrong. Um, and I don't know what came over me, but I decided that this wizard's going to cut out his tongue and stamp on it because he was so annoyed that the spell went wrong. And apparently the GM loved that. That's just Mark Borg. It's dark, uh, horrible, but so much fun. Um, yeah, and just, just... The book itself is absolutely gorgeous. The game itself and the mechanics within it are quite simple to learn. You'll pick this up quite quickly. The law behind it might take you a little bit longer to get your head around it. Um, there's some pretty dark and deep uh, concepts and, and backstories to, to, to get your head around, but um, it's, it's easily portable into any other rule set as well. I know um, the, the designers have encouraged people to uh, take it over to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I can see it easily being used with games like ICRPG, um, maybe even using uh, things like uh, the Year Zero um, stats for it. It is made by uh, free league so it could be easily transferred over to your favorite systems so i'm starting to realize that all three of my recommendations sigils in the dark about being an evil wizard um wretched being alone uh, out in space in a desperate situation and mark borg a dark death metal game of a fantasy rpg hmm not very christmasy but you know everybody has uh different tastes and, and, and ways of, of enjoying themselves over the Christmas period. Finally, thinking about what I would like to find under the Christmas tree. Um, I think it's kind of cheating this because it's not really available until next year. But hey, it's Christmas. I can use my imagination and make a wish. Um, it's got to be June. I absolutely love uh, the books by Frank Herbert June and um, the company Modifius, who have uh, produced some amazing games in the past, uh, have the rights to produce June Adventures in the Imperium. They're calling it the role-playing game where you uh, play out trying to take control of Arrakis and uh, the spice melange must flow. Um, don't know too much about this game yet, but anything set in that universe um, and anything made by Modifius, um, I'm going to be all over. So 
Uh, I wish it was possible to find that under my Christmas tree. If I do, it will be a Christmas miracle because um, it's not even out for pre-order. I think it's second week of December and we can start pre-ordering it. So those are my wishes and uh, recommendations for this Christmas challenge. I hope you all have a great Christmas and enjoy whatever you find under the Christmas tree. I hope you find lots of board games and lots of role-playing games. And don't forget to make your way over to Tabletop Ramble um, for all the latest news and advice from the crew over there. Hello and good morning or good afternoon or good evening or wherever you are. Hello again. It's Pete here responding to Jack's conundrum, little puzzle of free recommendations for Christmas games or within a particular price bracket. The first price bracket being £7, the second bracket being £15, and the third bracket being £25. So my first pick is for games for about the £7 mark, and it's a game I did mention in earlier podcasts for regular listeners might recognise, a game called Six Nymphed. Uh, Six Nymphed is a great little uh, card game uh, for two to ten players involving taking tricks. Um, it's played over a number of rounds and the first person to score 66 points loses and the game ends there with the person with the lowest score over those rounds winning. It's played with each player having a, a hand of 10 cards and each player picks a card and plays it simultaneously. In front of each, in front of the, in front of the table, is a row of four cards uh, drawn from the remaining deck of cards number from one to one hundred and four, and the idea is the cards that are played by each player are added to these four rows in ascending order. So the person who plays the lowest card, it gets attached to the row with the next lowest card and so on and so on, until all number of players have actually played their cards. The minute any one of those rows hits six, all the cards, all the, the previous five cards are taken by the person who's played the sixth card, and they're then scored at the end of that particular round. The cards themselves uh, have a ball pitch on them, and they each score a different number of ball heads, the actual um, the score which you're trying to avoid. And it depends on the card's value, and if it has a multiple of 5, a multiple of 10, have doublets as in the same number, uh, and so forth. So a card with a value which has a value of 5 or a, more, or a multiple of 5 has two bold heads. Any card which has a multiple of 10 has three bold heads. And doublets, so that's the same number, so 11, 22, 33, etc., has five bold heads. The big nasty card is number 55 with the fact that it's a doublet and also contains a five so it has seven ball heads so it's quite it sounds quite complicated but it's one of those games where once you see it played and have an opportunity to play it out it becomes quite straightforward it's it's a great little game it does require a little bit of strategy and a little bit of thought but it's not really taxing and some of the and some of the games that um that are out there can be um, it plays between two and ten people. I'd say the, probably the best number of people to play it is probably about between uh, three or four, and a full hand can take forty-five minutes to play. I heartily recommend it as a as a nice little party game for people looking to get new players at a table. So it'd be great for Christmas. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's six nymph. Um, in regards to cost, the cheapest I've seen it. Is from Travelling Man at seven ninety nine. So I know that's a bit of a £7 bracket, but bear with me because there are other games which I recommend which should be slightly under the, um, the price brackets that Jack's given us. For this uh, bracket, I've gone with another lovely little game from the team behind games like Deep Sea Adventure and Startups, Oint Games, and the game I've picked is a fake artist goes to New York. Um, fake artist goes to New York is a lovely little party game which plays between five and ten players and takes about twenty minutes to play. In this, um, yes, it's it's like a, a, a essentially a combination of Pictionary 
and uh, with a hidden wall. There are three types of players. There's the games master who basically sees the game. There's the devious, nasty, fake artists, or artist rather. And then there's the remaining artist players. Um, in this game, the game master picks a, a theme for a, for a type of piece of art and gives each player on a hidden board a particular title with one player having been fake art fake artist been given a cross to indicate that we don't know what the actual title is. What happens then is each player um, on the pad of paper which is shared between the all the players draws or contributes towards the collective piece. Um, this sounds a bit odd, but as you play it and then you see it, it makes sense. To give an example, the Games Master might suggest the theme of food, and on each card for each player write the word pizza. So, um, for the players that aren't the fake artists, they take it in turn to, well, every player takes it in turn to draw a line and to add to the piece in front of them, whilst trying not to give away what the actual title of the piece is. Whereas a fake artist is trying to ascertain the title of the piece whilst trying to hide the fact that they don't know what the piece is. Once um, each player takes, I think, three rounds, um, the players then vote on who they think the fake artist is. And if the fake artist manages to deceive them all, they then um, try and decipher what the picture could be. If they do that, the fake artist wins. Obviously, the fake artist gets found out the remaining players win. This is a great party game, especially for those who aren't used to party games. And because it uh, doesn't take a lot of explanation, it's something you can just dive straight into. So perfect for Christmas after, after having a big family meal and getting it together. It takes about, I'd say, about 20 minutes to play. Uh, the cheapest I've seen it is on Zatu for £12.3p. So if you're looking for a lovely um, variation of Pictionary, we'll create lots of luck. So something else which people might be interested in, if they want to try before they play uh, Fake Artist Coast in New York, there is an online app which lets you um, create rooms and play collectively online um the link is fake hash artist dot hero coop that's h-e-r-o-k-u-a-p-p dot com um i've not tried the actual uh app myself but i've heard good stuff about it uh hopefully jack will be posting the link on uh on the website and uh, let us know how you get along <laughs> So for my final pick, uh, the games of value on the £25, I'm picking yet another game that I've already mentioned, a game called Servo. Uh, Servo is a great um, light strategy game, I'd say, for two to eight players and lasts between 15 and 20 minutes. Uh, the game is played by laying tiles onto a board and moving a piece depending on what uh, the path you pick in the tile. Each tile has a number of paths on them and you're trying to keep your piece, your dragon, alive as long as possible. Uh, a dragon will be knocked out of the game once it falls off the board or bumps into another player. It's it's a lovely little game. It, the artwork behind it is very oriental. It's got kind of like a little bit of a zen feel to it. It's great for introducing both new players and old players alike to it. It definitely gives a, a foundation in regards to building strategies and um, developing them like uh, how to play cards in a particular way. Uh, my little one loves it. It's one of the first games we picked up for her to play. And my partner loves it, it's one of the best games that she plays as well. It doesn't outstate as welcome, it lasts about between 15 and 20 minutes and is a great game 
to start uh, evening of games or finish an evening of games with. Um, so Christmas, it's one of those, again, which can be pulled out uh, with uh, the rest of the family and sat down and enjoyed. Um, the cheapest I've seen it is on Zatu for 22.25 plus PMP. So Jack wouldn't be Jack if he didn't turn around to all us peeps and ask us um, if money was no object, what would you want as a Christmas gift? Unfortunately, one of the local clubs in around here has just round up and we're hopefully, fingers crossed, be able to get ourselves a new venue soon with Jack at the helm. I really wish this would happen uh, because... With the joys of COVID, opportunities to play have been somewhat limited and I'm not one of these people who really gets the same kick out of playing via tabletop simulator or any online app and really miss the actual joy of playing face-to-face. Hopefully, games-wise, I'm going to have a pretty good haul, so there's no real surprise as to um, what games I would like for Christmas, but what I would really like is an opportunity for COVID to go and do one and to get together with the groups that I'm used to playing with and sit down, catch up with some with, with some close friends and just play games. And, and I'm sure all of you out there are pretty much feeling the same. And yeah, hopefully 2021 will provide better opportunities to sit around and actually play games like they're meant to as opposed to virtually. So with that, I wish you a happy new year and a Merry Christmas. And you never know, I might see you at some point soon. It's only right that I join the team on this challenge, so I'm not going to be outdone. I've been trawling the internet, and I think I've come up with some absolute bargains. The first one for our stocking filler, it is, to me, it is just perfect. It costs £7 on the nose and will fit in a stocking. I am going for the ultra-tiny Epic Kingdoms. It's a brilliant little 4X game, and it is absolutely minuscule. You'll be able to pick a race, so you could be elves, goblins, lizard folk, dwarves, halflings, undead, all, all the classics. And each different one of these races have different ways of being able to act. In the box, you're going to have these cards that have different maps designs, and they'll have all these different regions, and these different regions are going to be split into different terrain types, and you'll be able to claim different resources by going onto these different parts of the uh, map. You'll gain points by climbing a tower, and having uh, your mini meeples on certain places on the map, or by leveling your magic up. And leveling your magic up will give you extra powers that will help you, again, climb up further and further. So, if you were to place one of your ultra-tiny mini-meeples on, say, a mountain, that will get you some rock, which will help you climb the tower. If you were to go onto the farmer's field, then that will give you some food resources, which will enable you to get extra meeples. So, there's lots of different ways of gaining points. There's so much game in this microscopic box, it's untrue. It's designed by Scott Arms and published by Gameling Games. I found this at Chaos Cards and for £7 you can't go wrong. It's for 2-5 to five players, should take between 30 and 45 minutes and is recommended for ages 13 plus. Although I reckon if you're about 10 you'd probably understand what you're doing. When it comes to finding a secret Santa for £15 or under, I actually found absolutely loads. I was surprised at just how many decent games are out there for that sort of price bracket. I was tempted to go with Ticket Ride Amsterdam, which is quite new out. You could get Infinity Gauntlet from Z-Man Games. I also was very tempted to go with just one, but Rob took that. So I'm going to go, I'm going to just have to one-up him. Although just one has won some awards, I'm going to go for, well, it's just won so many awards. And rightfully so. It's an absolutely brilliant game. This is The Crew by Thomas Singh, published by Cosmos Games. The Crew is basically a trick-taking game, thinking along the lines of the old sort of Hearts game that used to be out of play on the uh, PC. So it's a very similar sort of thing to that. But where this differs is that it's actually a co-op game, and you're not allowed to talk. 
So it's got a similar sort of feel as the mind, but with this one, it's got the space theme and also it's a campaign. So each different level will get harder and harder and harder. Some of the changes could be something like uh, the captain, which is dictated by who has a certain card. He might have to win the third trick in that round, or you might be the captain can't win any tricks, or all the players have to have an equal amount. So there's all these different things that you need to do to be able to progress to the next mission. It's very clever, and the fact that you can't talk just really puts it up that extra notch. Fantastic little game, this one. Yeah, can't recommend it highly enough. That's available for £12.49 at the Board Game Hut. So finding a present for £25 or under for a friend or family member, this is the one I struggle with the most. There were so many really good games that are worth just a few pounds more. I mean, if it was to go at £30, there is hundreds. If you go below 20 then there's lots of games there. But at the same time, I didn't quite feel like you were getting value for money when you've got a limit of 25 So I was really struggling with this one. Now, I was very tempted to go with the Taverns of Tifatel, which is an absolutely brilliant dice drafting game set around basically running a pub. But unfortunately, this come at £25 and 3p. Now, I am a stickler for the rules, so therefore I couldn't have it. Only 3p, but it is a brilliant game, guys. So what I've ended up picking is actually Fault from designer Grant Rodiek and published by Leather Games. Fault is a two to four player card game and it's all about you're a kid and like many kids you want to grow your circle of friends and you're collecting pizza and toys and you're building the coolest fault going. Now although this sounds a bit of a childish game it is recommended for ages 10 plus but it's not really a game aimed at kids it's probably more a game aimed at adults that sort of like have a bit of a nostalgic feel if that makes sense. Now, one of the things I really like about Fault is that when you're playing, the cards not only let you take actions on your own turn, but when it's other players' turns. So you're constantly invested in the game and you're sort of looking to see, ah, okay, so when they do that, I'll be able to do this. So there's really no downtime. It also has some interesting mechanics where if you don't use your cards you have to start giving them away and then other people can pick up what you've given away so it creates a lot of decisions because you might be going down one route thinking oh I want that that's going to be really good for me and then you get a decision so like well I have to pick either this or that and you have to give it away which could help out your opponents the artwork by Carl Ferrin is very basic cartoony with using bright pastel colours if that makes sense, bright pastel? I don't know, but oranges and pale blues. But it does all sort of stand out, I must admit, it's quite unique. The component quality is really nice where all of the boards are actually recessed, so if you jog the table, you're not going to disappear all over the table. Playing time is 20 or 40 minutes, and as I said earlier, you're invested the whole way through. So if you're interested in a card game with a bit of nostalgic feel to it, then the cheapest I found this is at the Zatu, and that's available for £22.49. Now, what is it I'd like to see under the tree? I'd love to say peace to all mankind or end to all illnesses, but no, I'm greedy guts and I want some board games. So, what I would like is a few that I'm really tempted by. Uh, their smartphone, which really appealing. I could have gone with Eclipse, Second Dawn for the Galaxy, which is another 4X space theme game that I think could potentially rival Twilight Imperium. That one, like I say, you're looking over £100 plus. But I think the one that's really captured my imagination this year is actually Core Space from Battle Systems. So I've jumped on the latest Kickstarter that just come out, which is a second edition starter set. But all the original core space stuff is still going to be totally workable into the game and it looks fantastic so with core space the idea is that you're playing in the world of smugglers in space 
and you're just trying to find your way in the world and basically run into places where others fear to tread and ransack the place by looting all the boxes and things. I do like a space-themed dungeon crawler. That really appeals to me. Not only are the models nice, but the scenery is very interactive and it really makes the whole thing pop and you can imagine actually being there because... All the walls actually stand up. There's terrain crates where you can lift the lids and the actual loot's inside. It just ticks all the boxes for me. It's got a real nice campaign to it so you can tell the story as you're going along. You get to recruit different crew members. There's not only your own crew. You'll come up against the the Purge, which is almost like a Terminator race of robots that are being controlled and there's police in the area and yeah they're, they're taking no prisoners sort of thing but not only have you got that they've also got some npcs that you can interact with that the uh, purge could maybe attack them or the npcs might attack you you could even try to talk to them and try to recruit them to your crew there's so many different ways that this game can go i'm I really like the look of this. I can't wait to get the uh, second edition when that comes out. I think if this uh, core space turns up under me uh, tree this year, I'd be a very happy man. So thanks to Adam, Rob and Pete. Let's say there's some absolutely brilliant games amongst there and something to suit all different sorts of budgets. So hopefully you found this useful. It's time for the Kickstarter kick around. The first Kickstarter I'm looking at this week, I'm going right to the budget end. I have been accused of not giving RPG games enough love, so this one seems to fit the bell on both ends. Now, at the moment, I'm absolutely loving what Disney Plus is doing with The Mandalorian set in the Star Wars world. This game seems to be ticking those sort of boxes. It's called Pew Pew Bounty Hunters. So, with Pew Pew Bounty Hunters, it's right at the very cheap end. It's a downloadable PDF that you can pick up for just £6. You'll also get a coupon for an at-cost of printing. So, this means that you'll only pay what it costs to print and ship. So, Pew Pew Bounty Hunters is set in space, as you've probably already gathered. It's a one-shot table RPG for up to seven players, plus you can have your GM, of course. And it uses the same system as the Havoc Brigade by Grant Howitt. So this is a light-hearted game. You'll get everything you need to play. It has all of the already pre-generated characters. It's ideal if you're new to RPGs or if you're playing online because then other people will automatically be able to see what you got just by sharing the download one of the best things about this is you don't have to worry about waiting around as soon as the campaign's over you'll be able to download within 24 hours this is because the the artwork and the book and everything's already completed so they're just looking to recoup some of the costs really i'm very impressed with the artwork in this game they've got a mixture of different artists that have collaborated for this all looks really good i think the biggest downside to this is the fact i've only given you two days notice to act it will be going live on drive-thru or each I.O. So you won't totally miss out if you're not managed to jump on the Kickstarter. But by the looks of it, you'll probably be able to get it cheaper if you do it this way. It's already funded, but then again, it only had a £60 goal, but which is absolutely smash. I, I was never in doubt, really. So if you're like me and never fancy trying to be like Bubba Vet, then this could be a good fun way to do it for £6. You can't go wrong. <laughs> The next offering I'm giving you is not just one game, it's not two games, it's three games. I am talking about the Stephen Rhodes selection from Cryptozoic Games. Now, Stephen Rhodes is a famous artist and he's got a very nostalgic look to it. Almost, trying to think along the lines of sort of Stranger Things. It's very much set in the 70s and 80s, but these games have a strong adult theme to them. So, as I said, there are three different games in this. The first one is called Let's Dig for Treasure. Sounds innocent enough. The idea is that it's a card push-your-luck game. So, what you'll do, you'll reveal the cards, and whatever's on there, you will get that many points in treasure. 
if you hit a skeleton though, that's it, you're over and you lose everything. So you got to think, right, when have I got enough? And that's it, I'm calling it quits, ready for the next round. Now, some of the themes have different actions that you have to do. For example, there's a sewer line. So if you hit that, it's actually worth minus 10 points. But when you score it, you give it to another player of your choice. You could potentially dig up some worms, which are just worth one point. But if you pick up two points, then again, that's your turn over. There's also another kind there called Squirms of the Worm God. If you pick him up, then all the worms that you have are worth five points. So therefore, it does make the worms that you might have collected in previous rounds make them a lot more valuable. As I said, there are some cards with adult themes on it. So for example, you might uh, hit a stash of hidden drugs and things like that. So you just need to be aware of that. The next game in the collection is called Let's Summon Demons. So this is a uh, two to six player card game. In this, you're looking to raise three demons from the depths of hell. You do this by basically sacrificing innocent children. <laughs> it's quite, it's a very dark theme. And so basically, you'll, you'll be collecting souls by matching different things. They were sweet kids. For every sweet kid, you'll get so many souls for it. And then once you have set that amount of souls, you can then raise these demons. The artwork makes it look very lighthearted. The theme is very dark. And the last one is called Don't Talk to Strangers. This again is another two to six players where on the board you are trying to run around the uh, town, trying to complete your objectives while avoiding the aliens that are after you. You'll be able to move around the board by playing different cards. So, I don't know, for example, if you were to run, it would give you two spaces movement. If you had a kid on the bike, then you could move three spaces. The problem is, if you were to draw a stranger card, then basically that alien gets to abduct the kid. So there you have it. Three very interesting, very 70s stylistic games. You can pick up one copy of a game for £16. Or two games for £31. Or if you like the sound of all three, then you can pick all three up for £38. This also includes a nice slipcase that all three games will slot into. This seems to be selling really well for Cryptozoic. So it had a pledge goal of 18,773. Smash through that and it's currently set on 124,000. So the final day of this campaign will be December 24th. That's on the Thursday. Well, that's another show done and dusted. I hope you've all enjoyed it. I'd like to say a massive thank you to the team that gave us some really good ideas for some good Christmas presents. All of those can be found on the show notes, so if you want to go over to tabletopbrandball.com, everything will be listed on there. If you've got any feedback, by all means, just let us know on the forum, or alternatively, you can email me at tabletopbrandball at gmail.com. Till next week, stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you.